Before we get started, a word from 3BR, a sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. 3BR Distillery is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room at 7 Main Street in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Garofka spirit is made from peas, and it's an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Find more about 3BR at 3BR Distillery on Instagram or visiting the tasting room. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and culture. We have a special episode today. Um, I am here without my normal partner, Will. Uh, we're doing a special episode today. I'm here with friend of the podcast and commissioner of the Rotten Tomatoes Movie Fantasy League, Mr. Parker Smith. How you doing, man? Welcome. And we have an extra, super duper, mega special guest on this today's is, podcast. This is really the story of the podcast. Yes. Because, Parker, you've been here before. I'm old news. <laughs> The real star. Oh, uh, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Michael Dunn. <laughs> hey, guys. Thank you for having me on. Yay! Yay! His dream has come true. <laughs> Mike Dunn has asked to be on this podcast since he learned what podcasts were, which was approximately like four years ago. And he goes, I want to be on the podcast. I want to be on the podcast. Well, now, Mike... Your make-a-wish has come true. I just picture that. I always picture that scene in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. The internet. What the fuck is <laughs> the, the internet? What the fuck is the internet? <laughs> Dungeons, what wait, the wait, fuck wait. is a podcast? And our fourth co-host. <laughs> beer. <laughs> Cracking a beer. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um, so, Parker, tell us what we are doing here. Well, first of all, let's talk about... What, I mean, it's, this was your, your pick for this location. So tell us where we are. This place is fucking dope. Yeah, so we're at Manny Young Studios this time. And that's located in Maniunk, right outside Phil, or I guess it's technically in Philadelphia. It's on the border of Philadelphia, uh, Maniunk, which is an awesome bar town, awesome restaurant town, and now it is an awesome studio town. And this is a full fledged production studio. We're just in the podcast section. Like they've had live bands performing here, thus the rugs. I think. I think yep. the rugs are for like most likely for yep. drums. Yeah. Uh, they've got like live streaming capability here. They got a full photography studio and videography studio. And right now, one of us is sitting in a chair that James McElvoy's butt was in just a few <laughs> weeks ago. I'm pretty sure it's mine. I'm feeling pretty. You're Xavier. feeling Professor X vibes. Yeah, over I'm there. feeling very Xavier. Or is it wanted vibes? Like which? Ooh, no. Yeah, wanted vibes for <laughs> yeah. sure. It's a great movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's Manny Young Studios. It's awesome. I am friends with a bunch of people who work here. I used to work at a uh, partner company to Manny Young Studios, so I'm really proud that we're here, and I, I think it's awesome. Um, so we're doing a... Uh, so you guys are used to hearing our um, annual Rotten Tomatoes fantasy draft uh, review, right? So after we do the draft for the calendar year, we always get together. Parker comes and joins us on the show, and we talk about what everybody drafted, and it's usually just a lot of like making fun of people's ridiculous draft choices. Um, this year, however, given the date is December, the draft has not happened yet. This is a special pre- draft episode that we haven't told anybody about, right? We're just going to drop this exactly. after the draft, right? Exactly. That's the fun of this one. So the whole point here is, is that what we want to do is uh, make our predictions as to how the draft is going to go, then drop the episode and let the rest of the league react 
to what we predicted they would do. I, I'm just going to go on record. I think I'm going to get every single one of my predictions right because I've really dialed in my thought process here. Yeah. Um, but also, I know the people in this league well enough right. to know what kind of stupid shenanigans is going to happen. On and I was going to say, and Rossi, I love having new folks in the league because Rossi um, has... Uh, you know, this will be his first year drafting, so I have no idea what to expect from him, but you know him really well. And I love the fact that Dunn is a part of this podcast in particular, because in addition to only discovering what a podcast was four years ago, he only discovered how to draft four years ago. for this, only discovered how to draft for this league this year. Right, right. Yeah, so we should recap real quick before we go into the, the preview show. We are coming down to the wire for our 2022 season. Yep. Stupid avatar. <laughs> Avatar will decide our lead ch- our league champion. Detective Rob drafted Avatar, and Detective Rob has been in the hunt three years prior. Out of, yep. this, out of the five years of our league history, he's at least been in the hunt three years. This is the closest he's ever been to taking the title. He is going head-to-head against Mike Dunn, who Mike Dunn, while being in the league since its inception, really has only been in the league for this year. Yeah. <laughs> Very active on Slack. <laughs> yes, very active on Slack. Very Which is most of the fun. Very passionate about the movies that he actually knows. Coyote Ugly has a fan in this country, and that fan is sitting right here. That movie is pure garbage. Yes. No. Nobody can see your face when you act offended. You have to say, I'm <laughs> yeah, offended. All right, yeah, you no, know, that's a great movie. And I'm re- I'm still really mad. In 2020, I missed a Piper movie when it came out. Spontaneous, and I had 100. You're on- going to have to define for everybody what a Piper movie is, because nobody besides you. The star from Coyote Ugly and... Oh. Which one? <laughs> a fantastic actress. You mean you know, Tyra Banks. Gross. I do not mean Tyra Banks. <laughs> Paul Sorvino, isn't Paul Sorvino's daughter... Isn't she in Coyote Ugly? Mira Sorvino? Is that her name? <clears throat> I think so. I think I think Mira Sorvino is Paul Sorvino's daughter. Um, she was in Romeo and Michelle. Right, but I don't Phoebe. think she's in... There's a... The, the other... Like, the head of the bar in Coyote Ugly looks a lot like Mira Sorvino, but it's not her. I don't believe you know what? I'm going to go to the big uh, Maria board. Bello. It's the one... She actually went to my high school. He actually knows the I, cast. I was going to say, of course, of course I know the of cast. Of course he knows When you look the at the cast. movie poster every day of your life, you're going <laughs> to learn the names eventually. Of course. Yeah, Maria, Maria Bello. He is correct. Tyra Banks. And I always forget that Bridget Moynihan is in this. Which one's Bridget Moynihan? The, the former, former Mrs. Tom Brady. Was she Mrs. Tom Brady? Oh, were they ever married? I know they had a kid together before he dropped her for Giselle. <laughs> Before he dropped Giselle for whatever the new supermodel's name is. Dude, by the way, have you seen seen Brady's new piece? No. Is it something? I'm sure it's... It's... I mean, it makes Giselle... I say it. Yeah, it... (laughs) (laughs) That's really all they are. They're just things that Tom Brady carries around with him. Although Giselle completely out-earned him, apparently, over the course of their career. But, okay. I believe that. Here we go. We're going to get back on track. Avatar is going to determine our league champion. Dunn needs a 76 out of, out of Avatar. No, 76 Detective Rob still wins. Right. You need a 75 okay. out of Avatar to win. Detective Rob is currently sitting at 78 What happens if we tie? Do we just... There are no ties. Do we have to, like... There are no or something? Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's a fight to fight the death. Fight to the death, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you better hope that it's not a tie. That would be the worst case scenario for you. Well, he's a detective. Yeah, he's going to He's going to shoot you. Yeah, he's going to shoot you. And he knows how to cover up his tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll never find me again. You'll <laughs> put me back on auto draft and it'll just be superhero movies again. It'll be like this never happened. <laughs> it was nice to see you, Dunn. Yeah. Well, while you're still alive. We'll talk to you uh, in the afterworld. 
All right. So our season in 2022 was a resounding success, I would say. Compared to the 2020 and 2021, where everything got canceled, everything got pushed, everything got postponed, this year was a lot better, and it's been really exciting up to the finale. And so we're going to learn. This is the podcast on Sunday. We learn the winner, or excuse me, on Saturday. We learn the winner on Monday, and then on Tuesday we draft for 2023. And I think I'm going to do the lottery tomorrow night, the live lottery drawing to figure out draft order. So we are full speed ahead into 2023, which is a perfect time for us to actually dive in. Let's figure out what movies are going to be drafted next year. Let's try to predict who's going to take them and uh, just talk a little bit about what we think are going to be the strengths and weaknesses of the year to come. And I think the best way to start that is let's start high level. Let's talk just categories in general. Yep. So let's talk comedy movies. Generally speaking, where would you guys draft a, a comedy movie? What round? Out of 10 rounds, what round do you think a comedy movie falls to? I have to, for a comedy movie, comedy movies are ones that I more have to look at the directors and the cast. Than, See, I think comedies, directors is the least important for not a comedy. Direct, not direct, like cast, like yeah. cast, right? Because comedy movies have a habit of going, at least in my opinion, like really either way, you get movies that are like really strong comedies and then you get movies that, you know, I might still find funny, but critics are obviously just going to shit all over. And I think one right. of the ones we're going to talk about is a perfect example of that. Um, you know, but yeah, comedy movies, I think it's, they're, they're, I think comedy movies are the toughest to to predict because nobody wants to take a comedy movie early in the draft because they're not sure things, right? Like, you know, they're not... No one's talking about Best Picture Awards for comedies ever, right? You know? Right. Um, but every once in a while, you get a comedy movie that pumps out with like a low 90s, you know, score. <laughs> Didn't Bros do really well this year? I was just going to say, Bros is a perfect example from this Rotten year. Rotten Tomatoes, yes. Theaters, no. Well, that's the whole point, yeah. right? That is the, that, what you just touched on is exactly the point, which is that comedy movies, in my mind, I would never take a comedy movie. Ditto. Yeah. Before the dark, sixth round. Dark right. throw in the end rounds. I don't know any of the movies that are left and Bros is coming now. That's a thing. I think Janine circled that on the calendar. So I was like, okay, yeah, like I could have taken Bros. Right. Yeah. Tucker and ended up grabbing it, but like in the that ninth was, round, the yeah. ninth round is where he took it. So like, that's a cool, like little tidbit to throw out there because like, if you really think about it, um, Bros got a 91% in the ninth round. It's arguably the strongest of the ninth round It was a round funny movies. movie too. I did watch that with Janine. We finally got around to that. I had no interest in that one. You guys know I'm like a bit of a prude when it comes to that kind of stuff. And it was just like, that felt a little too raunchy on the humor side for me. Yeah. But that being said, a 91% in the ninth round, you would say if we could go back and do a redraft, you know, like how they do that in football. It's like, if we were to do a redraft, that's probably a first or second round pick. The reason nobody takes it is because comedies in my mind, you are far more likely to get a dud, a Ghostbusters, Lady Ghostbusters movie than you are to get a bros Exactly. Movie. This is the movie that I was thinking of. I just pulled it up. Um, Blockers. This is yeah, a movie yeah. that I was thinking of where it's like, it got an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. That was another Tucker pick, actually. Right, exactly. And it's one of those movies when you look at it at face value, it's like a what seems to be a raunchy teen comedy with John fucking Cena of all people playing like the dad, right? And you're like, and you're like, you're like, yeah, it'll probably be funny, but no way critics are going to buy into this shit. Eighty four percent. Yep. You know, it's like so you never know with comedies. And I think Vacation Friends was still over fifty percent. Yeah. And that's another John Cena comedy vehicle. Which, by the way, if you haven't watched that, it's on Hulu. Yeah. Go home and watch it. It is absolutely hilarious. I'll check it out. And it's so dumb, but it's worth <laughs> it. Um. All right. So comedies. Uh, would anybody take a comedy before the sixth round? Ever? No. No. Right. Never. Good. Yeah. Never. Good. I'm glad we're in agreement on that. Now, dramas. Unless, I have one exception to that rule. Okay. The only exception I would take to that rule is if 
Adam Sandler makes a one of his dark comedy movies like uh, Punch oh, Drunk God, I Love. I thought you were going to be leaning into like that ridiculous six type oh. stuff. Like, oh, ridiculous six is a first round thing. No, hell no. I'm thinking comedy. Like, well, like, like Adam Sandler like goes back to making English, voices Punch again. Love, I'm in. Like, yeah. Oh, I forgot about Punch Drunk Love. That yeah. one did review well. I don't think Spanglish reviewed well. It reviewed pretty well. If I if I recall, that movie was forever ago. I'd be but... more inclined at this point in Adam Sandler's career to take something that's a drama from him. Well, I was just going to say, but now now with Adam Sandler, yeah, you go because he's been hitting hard on the that dramas. That basketball movie on Netflix, that was dope. That scored the so Philly high, one. too. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. What was that called again? Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. Adam Sandler plays basketball. And then know. uncut... <laughs> Adam Sandler plays basketball. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, you know what Coming I, would, theaters. <laughs> I would go see in theaters a movie called Adam Sandler plays basketball <laughs> but no yeah I agree no comedies for the sixth round alright so dramas I think that it's safe to say that aside from the lock which is family friendly animation I would say that dramas are second round, late first round, pretty consistently in the league. Absolutely, especially if you're Andrea, because she's got all of the indie drama knowledge that... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, actually, if we were to create a separate category here, I would probably put indie as its own category, because Fair. Andrea and Dan own that category. Fucking fuck both of them. I know. <laughs> so obnoxious. I fucking hate them. <laughs> I got them this year. I wandered into that a little bit. You know what's so funny though is like now that like both of them are out of it. Like I thought it was so funny the dialogue that was taking place on Slack the other day where they're like neither of them are like studying for the draft. Like they're like, well, now that we aren't competing with each other, yeah, like we don't really care as much about this anymore, Parker. <laughs> like done one, come on, like that can't happen. Andrew's supposed to win has every lost all credibility. With with, the- we should clarify the only reason Andrea most likely lost this year. Is because we changed the rules. Yes. So she can't win. Well, thank God we had to. <laughs> and like it, and the movies that Andrea would pick, it was like it was like she had spies at like TIFF and all the film festivals feeding her back information. She had to travel into the future. Yes. Because TIFF comes so far after the draft. Like Sundance, they don't even have the Sundance roster up. What was the rule change that hurt her? 20 reviews. Okay. Because so many of her reviews. That movie To Dust had like had like like eight reviews or something like that. That was the first year. Second year was the uh, Always Rarely, Sometimes Maybe, or whatever that movie yeah, was called. It was about the girl traveling name. for her abortion. Yeah, I do think it's interesting how far we've come from the first year to this year. Because oh, remember we time. used to just draft like six movies yeah. and then call it a day. I remember the first year we did this, for me it was just like shits and giggles on Slack yep. because it was like February. No, it wasn't even February. It was like the end of January yep. and yep. three of my superhero movies got like kicked into Neverland. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I you guess I lost. And you, had, you had New Mutants and Dark Phoenix and they both got like basic almost canceled. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I've done fantasy football drafts where like your first four picks get hurt in week like one and two and you're like, at least there's a waiver wire. Right. Here it was like, well, now you're season's now over. Season's I, guess over I'm winning, I guess I'm getting last place now. It's actually a good call out. We should probably recap real quick. Rules of the league. We all draft 10 movies. Your highest six scores are what factor into your final score. And then you get an average of those six scores. Uh, highest average wins. And uh, yeah, it's, it's your Rotten Tomato score on your movie the Monday after it opens in theaters or premieres on streaming. We used to only do theatrical releases. We had to change that after 2020. Then we used to Fucking do that. Irishman. It, it had to be any sort of uh, any sort of theatrical release, so it didn't have to be wide release. It could be an indie circuit, yep. a, a whatever. And then we just changed it to say now it can incorporate streaming because right. so many things, so many things are coming direct to streaming now. Yeah, it's impossible, and, yeah. and frankly, it made my job a whole hell of a lot easier. <laughs> well, because a lot of those movies now are being made, and then what? 
like what? Like they go to like the festival and they're like, Netflix, buy this. Apple, bid against them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then, they have and then, no interest in going to theaters anymore. And then you also have this, especially like Netflix, they're just like straight up making movies and like financing movies too, like for their own, you know, and Amazon's doing the same thing. Apple's starting to get into that game. It's like, they're just, they're, they're becoming like these little mini movie studios almost. You exactly. Know? Exactly. And and so I do think that like where we are with the league now is it's a much more competitive, much more fun environment, especially when we were arguing not a couple of weeks ago about whether Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special <laughs> should count as a movie, <laughs> which is like that's the, that's what we should be debating about. Not like was this theater big enough? Did it have enough seats or whatever we were right. doing in season one? Because when we had the, what was it last year with the uh, the Beatles documentary that was like a six eight, hour, eight like hour, eight hour, <laughs> eight hour movie that Disney cut up into a miniseries yeah. for their streaming, but it premiered in a theater yeah. at eight hours. That's a job. That's not, I actually respect the hell out of the critics that sat through the director's cut. Dude, can you imagine? I can't even imagine. I, I'd have, I would have. Just, I would have brought some booze. I'd have been drunk. <laughs> I would have quit my job. <laughs> Who would have ever sat down for eight hours of non? By the way, did you watch any of that? No. We tried to make it through the first episode. We had to turn it off. It's interesting. It's yeah. fascinating. It's beautiful. It's really cool to see actually the four Beatles talking with each other. Yeah, in a way that you've never seen before. But my God, there's no, there's no like voiceover. There's no narrative. So you're just watching oh, people that's how in the studio is? write songs. And you're like, oh my God, an hour in, I'm falling asleep. It oh, was yeah. awful. Uh, that, 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 that means that movie was, that movie was like made for musicians. People that just- It's made for Beatles fans and musicians. Yeah. I still don't think on. all the critics watch all the movies all the time. They never do. You could have just mailed that in. Yeah. Like, Easily, yeah. There, yeah. like there's critics. Like I actually started doing this and I'll go down like this little rabbit hole where like I'll click on a critic critic mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomato to like see what movies I do that too yep and I'll be like you don't even like movies like why are you doing this like you clearly hate movies and you hate your job like you're just pooping on everything it's yep. like yep. there was this one I don't even remember the critic's name I can find him I saved it on my uh, phone they're not real people um, so it doesn't matter well no he like, like every movie that was like ever a 94 ever he was like one of two critics that were like no I didn't like it I'm like oh, why yeah. are you watching those movies those are the worst <laughs> those people are the fucking worst <laughs> Avengers the original Avengers movie had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and then the Sunday before that Monday that the score would have been in our league finalized. This was years and years ago, but one critic. Yeah. It had a 99% because one critic was like, the Avengers sucked. Yeah. And you're like, what? how do you arrive at this? <laughs> you go to read the review and it's like, no man could throw a hammer and hang on to it to make himself fly. And you're like, great. <laughs> no man. <laughs> this movie is not realistic. Yeah, All right. Movie's not- so now that we've talked about dramas, comedies, action, adventure, sci-fi, this is the one that I feel like is the biggest mixed bag every year. Every year. Because, like, so Dune was a first-round pick. Ready Player One was a first-round pick. Right. I don't think either of those lived up to expectations. We've seen John Wick go as late as the eighth round in previous years, and John Wick is bona fide a first-round pick. Yep. So it's hard to gamble on action adventures. So for me personally, my draft strategy has always been never go after the ones that are the most coveted because that's where you're going to reach too far to get it. It's like overpaying for a car you want, right? Yep. Uh, if you find an action or adventure or sci-fi movie that is hanging there in the fifth, sixth round where you're at the end of what you would block off is like, my first six picks should be the ones that I theoretically want to factor into my top six score. The later rounds are for things that get canceled that are big swings, potentially big misses. So I will put action, adventure, sci-fi at like fifth, sixth round for myself. I would agree with that because they are... 
they're they're just huge gambles for yeah. all those because again, like you said, you have movies like John Wick, which by all accounts is really just purely an action movie. It's like nonstop action, right? But the way that it's directed, the way that it's uh, choreographed, the, the, yeah, the, the style, the stylized nature of the movie is what elevates it beyond like you know a fucking Steven Seagal action movie, right? Correct. Um, but those are also, like you said, those are also always gambles. It's interesting how the Mission Impossible movies have become yeah. like kind of sure things in recent years. Which you know what I would I would challenge anybody. Out there, anybody listening to do yeah. this, try to name all the Mission Impossible movies by their actual name in order. Okay. Well, Mission Impossible 1 and Mission, po- Mission Impossible and Mission Impossible 2 were just mm-hmm. that. Mission Impossible 3 was also just that, or MI3, I think yep, was the- MI3. Right. Um, the second one, or I'm sorry, the fourth one was Ghost Protocol. Was that fourth or was that fifth? Well, pull up, you gotta fucking, I can't pull it up because that'd be cheating, you know, so fucking IMDb that shit. <laughs> All Mission Impossible <laughs> movies. Okay, here we go. Mission Impossible 2, 3, then 2011 was, you are correct. Ghost Mission Protocol. Impossible, Ghost Protocol. And then 5 was, I'm gonna call 5 Fallout. <clears throat> okay, so that means 6 is Fallout. 5 fallout. would be, because the one that's coming out first is Dead Reckoning Part 1. What is what is How on the earth one? do you know this? I like these movies. I really I like, like them yeah. too, but I just call Mission Impossible <laughs> the one that Tom Cruise hangs <laughs> off a building. Um what is the one I'm drawing a blank on the one that comes after uh Ghost Protocol and before Fallout. It was uh I'm not gonna remember what is it? Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation, fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. If anybody was here to actually known. see that, Matt just threw his fist up like it was a triumphant thing. <laughs> but he said, ah, oh, fuck. It was, more, it was more like a like a cobra, like blast you, G.I. Joe. Yeah, they go Fallout, then the, the new ones, whatever it is. So Rogue yeah. Nation, then Fallout, then 7 and 8. Yep. I don't know. But anyways. I think it's hysterical that they've been making these movies so long that the technology that they were trying to protect in like the first couple, like that was like an actual... Like hard disk, yeah, the floppy disk they it had. Like, yeah. It was like so it's, right. it's the save oh, icon yeah. now. Like that, <laughs> this thing has been out for so save long icon. that like it was an actual list that you would like put into a computer <laughs> with a hard drive and like bring it up on like a word document. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's like you know what we should do this year? We should make a bet that the loser has to go back and watch the net. Which is the oh, Sandra God. Bullock? That movie's terrible. It is so bad, but it is hilarious to watch the technology that they thought was futuristic okay. back in like 1997 or whatever. Now I kind of want. Now I do kind of want to go watch. And it, how actually. she's like walking around with floppy disks and swapping <laughs> them out at like a computer convention or whatever the fuck she's at at the end. I don't know why, but sometimes that always ruins older movies and TV shows. Like when the guy like pulls out a flip phone, I'm like, when was this made? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the first oh, Matrix the movie phone. now. Yeah. Oh yeah, the first Matrix movie is hard to watch with the phones because you're like. Really? Yeah, because well, it's not because the matrix. The first matrix movie. It's not even a flip phone. It's like a just a smaller portable phone with a little thing that flips on the bottom out. that slides. It down. just covers the the button. Yeah. Well, they need to jump into the phone Hello. booth. Like, yes. Where do how do they get back to their ship and where does Superman change? There well, are no more phone booths. So that's. I mean, yes, that's the. No, but no, but that's a great question. No, where Dun- the fuck does Superman get dressed now? Oh, I was gonna. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's so fast. He doesn't need the you know. No, no, that's bullshit. He needs a phone booth. <laughs> bathroom oh that would be so humiliating 
Have you ever been by... stall next to Superman? But like the the like the the wind gust of him doing it real fast. Like you're in the stall next to him, blows up underneath you. You know, like causes whoa. a little swirl. And it, you're no, fucking... it causes a vortex that yeah. just like pulls the it shit right you. out of you. Just so, whoa, <laughs> your ass is just stuck. You're like, oh. it's I like am an... suction cupped to my seat. It's like an alien resurrection where the alien gets sucked out of the little hole in the window at the end. Remember? This is why we need to run DC Comics. This is exactly why. I've so said, how many years have I said that the three of us need to run DC Comics? <laughs> because these ideas are going to go to waste now. 100%. Damn it. We, we would be doing so much better than DC is doing right now. All right, so That's moving forward with the horror slash thriller. So now this is broad, right? So I would include things like Death on the Nile as a thriller, right? Murder mystery thriller. Yep. Gla- oh, glass Onion. <laughs> and then I would also say that like, you know, like Saw is, is a horror movie. Right. So for me... I would never draft horror thriller before the fourth round. So the first three, I would never draft a horror thriller. But then also, I feel like late round picks for horror almost always pay some sort of dividend. Especially if you go with the high concept horror movies. By that you mean? Movies like A Quiet Place, oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, Get yeah. Out, right? That are not what you would consider traditional horror movies, right? They're not slasher. They're not monster. They're not ghost, you know, right. whatever. Um, they're they're different in that sense. Um, I would consider that high concept horror. I would still draft them around the same time you said as well, but those are the safest bets I feel in the, in the horror genre because nobody, nobody is ranking um, movies that are excessively gory and bloody unless it's over the top, intentionally gory and bloody. Um, like, no, nobody's ranking those movies high. Uh well okay so you're saying you're saying that the league doesn't rank them high, but critics have liked some bloody movies. No, they have, but like when the when the when the when the gore and blood is done like more intentionally than just for the sake of doing right. it, you know. Right now, so I would say that this year the surprise, which I don't think anybody drafted, unless I'm mistaken, the movie X that came out this year, which was the people making the porno movie that turns into the horror movie. Did you see that? Uh, no. Nice burp. Uh, so X came out over the summer, and that was one of those high concept, but it was almost a throwback horror, right? Which I think is another category that is worth considering when you're going into the draft. Which is like now Andrea is always going to take all the good horror movies right off the board. That right. is her niche. Yep, she knows it better than anybody. So it's like you. That's why I always say like if it's ninth, tenth round, I'm comfortable taking them because if they're still there. Then it's it's high risk, high reward. But if you're taking it top six rounds, you have to outsmart Andrea. You have to outpivot her, which is impossible on the horror genre. So that's why I think that that one gets handicapped. I would uh, agree with that. Kids, family, animation. I mean, I mean, it's first yeah, first round should be usually. It should be your first overall pick. Yeah, every except, year except for Lightyear, apparently. And then lastly, this is the hot spicy one this year. Where are you taking a superhero movie? I'm not. I'm out. I love that response. I'm out. Magnifico. Um, hang on. I gotta think about maybe, what. Maybe the the cartoon Spider Man. But other than that, I'm out. But yeah, I would so, put that as kid family friendly first. But other than that, I'm out. Right. Yep. So normally I would be out, except this year, uh, Guardians three has the potential. I Looks think. Sad. It, I can't even take them seriously anymore. Not after Thor four. Like. I'm they ruined you, it. I'm telling they you. ruined it. That is the answer right yeah. there. Yep. The reason why I think Guardians 3 is not going to be good is because I think that they ruined them in Thor 4, which is a bad they fucking movie. They just crapped on them. And then I think James Gunn took his little notebook full of all of his good ideas and was like, I got hired by DC. 
fuck you, Marvel. I'm out of here. That's yeah. what I think is going to happen with the Guardians this year. But I think, but so are you are you saying though that he did that before making Guardians three or Guardians three is like his magnum opus because that movie looks there's a lot of fucking crying in that. I'm going to sound really stupid when I say this. What is a magnum opus? Is that like your final thing? Yeah, like your final fucking great. You know, I mean, Google it to make sure I'm using that term correctly, but I think that's what you would. You know, <laughs> yeah, we're quickly looking up what we just <laughs> said to make sure that makes sense. No, I. I'm I'm worried that based off of how Guardians 2 turned out versus Suicide Squad, it is quite clear right. he was way more interested in making Suicide Squad. And that movie, I watched that two weeks ago. It is the funniest fucking movie oh, yeah. I think I've ever seen. I laugh till I cry watching that shit. It's and then bold, you watch Guardians 2 okay. and you go, I don't get this. I yeah. don't get what's happening here. No, I, I just thought- think they're going to be bad and I don't have... Any, I, I know we've joked about this in Slack, but I don't feel like they're really. I don't think they care anymore at Marvel. Yeah, I think right now they're really just making content. Yep. Like if you look at how great everything was from the very beginning, all the way up to Endgame. Right. There was like this storytelling and arc, and it wasn't just we were cranking out a superhero movie every year. Now, like there's like six movies coming out every year. I can't even keep track of it. Like I was just yep. watching Black Adam the other day as well, like to go to kind of pivot to <laughs> DC a little bit. But like they're both bad. DC's bad and they've always been bad. Right. Yeah. But Marvel at least you could count on, okay, cool, it's Spider-Man, it's Infinity War, it's you know, the the next yeah. movie, whatever the next movie coming out, you knew was going to be 90 or higher. Like, I made yeah. that mistake this year with uh, Wakanda. Yeah. Um, I, thought I, I thought I had a, I thought I had yeah. a locked up yeah. 90-something. Everybody and, did. Like, it was like yeah. the safest movie I, I could pick. I had it as a top three pick. Yeah. I don't know anybody who had it outside of their top three. And if it, it I, would, I would win if it had been a 90 or higher. But like right now, I just don't think Marvel's putting out content like that. Thor 4 was a train wreck. I tried to watch I don't it think with my sure son. Things anymore. It, he like my son will watch any superhero movie beginning to end a hundred times over and never complain once. I put on Thor four and he asked to stop watching it. He goes, "Would you be upset if we stop watching it?" I go, "No, I was only watching this for you." Like this, that movie is a train wreck. Yes, and I didn't so, like it from the very beginning. We had like a little sidebar there where you were yeah. trying to. Def- Defend that. I like, know. Magnus will defend any mag, uh, any superhero. Movie. I, I, no, I will limitly, th- limitly, li- limitly. My, my, my defense of Thor: Love and Thunder is not one that I will. I won't die on that hill. I enjoyed it, but I obviously know that it has its flaws. Um, big, but yeah, flaws. big flaws. But I can't, I can't even get into the argument of overall Marvel because we'll be here for the next three days. Right. But I will just say this. <laughs> I was saying that's that, why they're off my list. Like, yeah, I, was, yeah. I drafted super, nothing but superhero movies for like the first five years I was in the league. Yeah. But that's exactly now, it. Now we I just used feel to like, count on Dunn to be every major market superhero movie, DC, Marvel, or otherwise, is going to be drafted by Dunn so everybody else should find alternative yeah, paths. Take them the off draft. the board, exactly. Yep. But I will say though, if the... The the other movie, the other superhero movie that has me thinking for this year, not that not like that, it's still not b- above a fifth round pick, but has the potential to score high and late rounds. Is the new Ant Man movie? Oh so, oh okay, we're gonna have to hold off on that because right. I disagree and I can't wait to okay. disagree with you All on right. that. Let's go. But then. what I'll say is that the superhero genre from Marvel in particular, the way that I would say that they, you know, they ran out of good ideas. Yeah, is when they added two gigantic animated goats into Thor four. <laughs> Where they were like, I have a great... Taika Waititi was like, oh, I have a great idea. Two goats. And they're just going to show up and they're going to scream. And you're like, this is literally... the Like like a three-year-old would find that funny. (laughs) Nobody else would find that funny. 
But all right, so let's go. Let's take some of the biggest movies. I just smacked my microphone so hard. I'm sure Dan, the engineer in the other room, just had his eardrums pop. (laughs) All right. He gave us a thumbs up. (laughs) So here, we're going to dive in real quick. We're going to go category by category. Yep. One movie at a time. We're going to talk about some of the details of the movie. Yep. And then we're going to talk about where we would draft it. Let's do it. Before we do that, though, one quick thing. Yeah. Avatar, The Way of Water, The Way of Bullshit, Uh real-time score, 78. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. Okay, that was this morning. Okay, because before before it was like seventy or uh, seventy four, I thought. But okay, yeah, so, seventy eight. So it was at at its height. It was at ninety three. Oh, so it right. started at eighty eight, and then it climbed to ninety three following the premiere. Then it has been on a steady decline. Nothing would make me happier, not even for the purposes of the league. But remember when Wonder Woman eighty four came out? Yes, and it, the first reviews were like. Hundred percent, right? Best and movie then, ever. And then now it's now it's certified rotten. Yeah, like I, I want that to happen with this movie. It won't go that far down because right. I do have a theory about Sunday critics. Yeah. Okay, so the Sunday paper that comes out, all the critics that see a movie and write a review for the Sunday paper, they want them to be positive, right? And it's and it's James Cameron. He'll if there's enough negative reviews, he'll send out a hit squad to kill you. Like it's, <laughs> he'll just pay you off. Yeah, exactly. Like it's fucking Come James on. Cameron. Yeah, just hey. say it's good. But I did. I do know somebody who has seen it, and the person said it is a lot better than you would expect it to be. Okay, that's fair that the expectations were low. And I think that's been sort of the overwhelming uh, critic yeah. feedback. All right, so let's get into this. All right, so the first movie we got to talk about, which I think Dunn just left to go take a piss. Yeah. All right, so we're just going to pretend that Dunn is here contributing to this. <laughs> first movie has got to be Cocaine Bear. All right, trailer has dropped. It is a true story adapted from a true story. Yep. Of drug smugglers who dropped bags of cocaine into random woods and a bear managed to huff down <laughs> something insane like 14 pounds of cocaine over the course of a week. Yep. And he got so addicted to that duffel bag and he had no idea why, but then he wreaked havoc on the town nearby, destroying shop windows, tipping over trash cans, all this kind of stuff. But then eventually they had to find him and put him down yep. because he was becoming overly aggressive. So it is a funny story that has real death associated with it, which is kind of a rare thing, almost like a pain and gain type thing. Yep. So that's been my, that has been my, uh, my, my north on my compass for this one. Right. Pain and gain is one of my favorite dark comedies of all time because when you remind when you are reminded of the fact that it is a dark comedy that is based off of a true story it makes pain and gain even funnier cocaine bear is going to be hysterical even if it's terrible it's going to be hysterical because you have to remind yourself it's based on a true story yeah I, I completely agree, and this is one of those movies that I put into the all-or-nothing category, right? Because it's either going to be... They're either going to... The makers of the movie are either going to know what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, like, it's like, we're making a movie about a bear that's high on cocaine and fucking kills people. Like, you know, they're either, they're either going to jump all of the sharks. Wouldn't you love to be in that pitch meeting? Dude, I would Just fucking... Just sitting across the table and somebody comes in and goes, okay, here we go. True story. Bears on cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like this is going to be the type of movie that I want to watch more than once. Oh, definitely. Well, I'm going to own this I'm going to get like 15 minutes into and be like, oh, they tried. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I don't think there's an in-between. So that's what I'm that's saying. That's so they, true. If they, no, that's, exactly, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm saying. If they try to make this movie too serious, it's going to fail, right? If they try to yeah. like give you any sort of emotional stakes other than oh, the immediate- Oh, there's a love story in this, right, I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm out. The, the only emotional stake should Unless be the immediate the terror of running cocaine. from a cocaine high bear. Yeah, oh my God. 
if the bear... The, this movie has so much potential to be so fantastically dumb. If there's like a so... scene where the bear is laying in like a grass field, like pointing up at clouds next to like a bag of cocaine. <laughs> like I want to see him carrying around cocaine like Winnie the Pooh in like a honey pot. Yes. Like, oh my God. Yes. There's so much stupid that could happen with this movie. I'm genuinely upset that it didn't come out in like 2020 or 2021 <laughs> when I was locked in my apartment. Yes. Like doing drunken movie reviews That's at like three o'clock astute... in the morning. That's an astute call out though because this does feel like a pandemic movie, does it yeah, not? Yeah, it definitely does. It feels like something that was meant straight for streaming that you would tune on like, like uh, ti- Tiger... Tiger King, yeah. Tiger King. You know, that's what this feels like. Because it's the kind of movie that everybody would watch in that time because it was like, if we had well, nothing, got nothing else, else to, to do. do. <laughs> right? And then the more people that watch it, the more people are going to be like, this is fucking great because like you said, right? During the pandemic, we're all at home. What were we doing? Drinking. We were all just drinking yeah. all the time. Like, and that's what amplifies Laughing this shit movie. That shouldn't be funny. Like, yeah, everybody's that, dying. Right? Like, <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, like this, like this movie, like I'm, like, I'm going to see this in theaters like because I'm just mm. going to have to. But like, I'm going to be blind drunk when I go in to see this movie. Like, I'm not going to be sober in any way, shape, or form when I go see this movie. Yeah, I. so where I would put this movie, right? For me personally, where I would draft this, this would feel like an eighth-round reach, yeah. a ninth-round safe pick, a tenth-round home run. Absolutely. Right? Because then you could say that you drafted Cocaine Bear if it's great in the tenth round. If it's terrible, then you're like, whatever, I don't give a shit. And the, the ca- I don't think it goes that late. Not at all because there's a trailer out. Yep. And whenever there's a trailer out, our league will draft it early. I think this, I labeled this as my super reach. And there are some good actors like- in this cast. Who? Uh, well, the late. What's good? Ray, Ray Liotta. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think Carrie Russell is a fine actress. I, I did. Uh, look, I, I was Reese. surprised. I, I'll second that. I was surprised to find out there was like real actors. In yeah, it. but you named two people whose careers have pretty much dried up. But and they're still I, real and actors. I don't mean that as an offense to no. Ray Liotta. I mean like before he died. Yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, but it doesn't change the fact that they're good actors though. And even the you think Ray Liotta was a good actor? In, but like they're real actors. Like certain, yeah, this is the type of cast I would expect. Like from like one of those Hallmark movies where yeah. it was like yeah. he doesn't do anything else. Like they just found him. Or off what's the, the director who makes the movies where it's a bunch of storylines like Love Actually and uh, Mother's Day and New Year's Eve? And- oh, that, those are all the same director. I think so. I don't know. Fuck those movies. Harry yeah. Russell, know, like- Jesse Tyler Ferguson, the guy from Modern Family, oh, yeah. Ice Cube. Uh, the guy, the the woman who played Dexter's mom. It's Ice Cube's I'm in son. With Ice or no, Cube now. it's Ice Cube's son. <laughs> is it really? No, O'Shea it's Jackson not. Jr. is in the movie. Yeah. Oh, Ice Cube's also in the cast. I just have it up on my oh, wait, phone. Is yeah. actually, both cubes in this movie? Yeah, apparently. Oh, I'm, I'm in. Wait, is, oh, Ice, Ice Cube isn't showing up on my list right here. I should, I should click all. <laughs> so where all. I think this is actually going to get drafted, I uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I love honestly, your notes on this. If it goes second round, I think it's going to go in the third round. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely who's think gonna, it'll go in the top six only because we've talked about it yep. in Slack. Who's going? Oh, yeah, that's gonna, a good call. I feel out like yeah. it's going to be one of those movies that like, and I was definitely guilty of this before last year where I did like 15 minutes of research before the draft, <laughs> and I did it sober. <laughs> Fuck you! You're in second place right now, or you're in first place right now. You have a chance to win the whole thing, and he's like, I took 15 minutes. I spent a year <laughs> putting this shit together. <laughs> I googled artsy I fartsy out. movies, I and that didn't come August. back with anything. Artsy, so artsy, I googled. Fartsy. I googled artsy fartsy movies. And then that didn't come back with results that were useful. And then I did movies critics will like. Was my Google Done search. search history must and just be chaos. Movies <laughs> critics will like. That's Art- amazing. Artsy fartsy return nothing. <laughs> All right. So I have it as a third round pick. Yep. Magnif, where do you think it actually gets drafted? Um, honestly, I think third or fourth round. Is I think it's pretty reasonable. Third or fourth round, I think. Yeah, for this All one. Right. And now we're going to say who we think is drafting it. I'll go first. 
I think my sister Caroline, she she is the only person I can think of. Solid. Yep. That would say I think that this movie. If it's her, is I think it'd be later room. because she'll know the superhero movies. Yeah, but she drafted like Black Adam three years ago in the second <laughs> round or whatever, and then she followed that. And up then with she like did Crimes it again this year. Yeah. No, I just feel like she's going to know the movie, so she's going to draft it. But like, I don't know if it'll be at the top of her list. I think it will. Also, it's a bear on cocaine. Does also, that really hit her like as much as it would somebody else? <laughs> if someone's reaching for that movie because they've heard of it, does it have to be your sister? Yeah. It's, she's the one that, she's the most susceptible to marketing out of the group of us. <laughs> but also, she likes uh, Amy, what's the director's name? Amy Smart? Uh, yes. Let's go. Wait, is it really directed by Amy Smart? I didn't even look. Like the actress, Amy Smart? Yeah. No, it says Elizabeth Banks. Is Elizabeth directing. Banks. I get them mixed up all the time. So Elizabeth Banks. I didn't realize Elizabeth Banks was directing this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me neither. And, and the story behind this real fast, which I think is fascinating, is that Elizabeth Banks was the AD, the assistant director on Fred Claus. Okay. The <laughs> Vince Vaughn, yes. brother of Santa Claus vehicle. Yes. So she was the AD on that and got a lot of criticism because many of the worst scenes were ones that she was given creative liberty on. Oh God. So then her response was basically like, you know, fuck you. You guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> then when Pitch Perfect 2 was coming out, they couldn't, they wanted a female director for Pitch Perfect 2. They couldn't get anybody to sign on. A lot of people would agree, then bail out. And they finally gave her, Elizabeth Banks, the shot. She agreed to do it, but she said they handed her a completed script that said, all you have to do is take a camera and shoot it. Right. There's no input from a director here. So she makes Pitch Perfect 2, and then the overwhelming criticism there was that the direction was absolute shit in that movie. They're like, uh, most directors probably would have read the script and been like, oh, there's no creative input, and I have to direct a bunch of acapella singers jumping off of an exploding yacht at some point? This feels like a bad movie. She directs it. The movie does box office, but it's not critically received well. She then says, well, it's because they handed me a script and said they couldn't have, I couldn't have creative liberty. Yeah. So then they finally asked her what she wanted to do. And she agreed to do a studio film with the promise that she got to make her own film afterwards. Her studio film was the reboot of Charlie's Angels. Yikes. Which is arguably one of the worst things I ever sat through in my entire life. I didn't even bother seeing it, to be honest. Don't. It didn't, don't. It, had no, it didn't look good at all to it's, me. It's not even so bad it's good type stuff. It's yeah. just bad. Just like, I can't wait till this is over bad. Yeah. I feel like I was going to watch that, but it got trashed so hard both critically it and did. by people who watched the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it, so she's been on this, like on her heels the whole time. And she goes, but my dream was that I would get to make a movie of my own choosing. And she chose this. Which makes me think, okay, you went from Pitch Perfect 2, which I think she also did Pitch Perfect 3, she Charlie's did. Angels, and now you're like, I want to talk about a, a rabid bear on cocaine. All right, so we, I have it third round. Caroline, does anybody think anybody other than Caroline takes this movie no. before we'll put it the seventh round? No, definitely not. All right. So I want a wild card, card Rossi on that, maybe. Ooh, ooh, Rossi might take it first overall. <laughs> I want a wild card. Rossi's Rossi a big enough there. stoner that he'd be like, I yeah. love the idea of a cocaine bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't get by Malazzo if it's in the late rounds, right? No. Okay. No. You know, if that movie is available in like the, the seventh or eighth round and it hasn't been picked yet, it's up to Malazzo will take Malazzo it. Malazzo will like he, stop building Legos yeah. to pick this. Yeah. I feel like if Malazzo is also it. high when he yeah. picks it, we should just like award him like five extra Rotten Tomato points. 100%. <laughs> that sounds like a fair rule. It is, it is so inactive. It's grading right. on the curve. Next one for comedy, and we're going to have to pick it up a little bit because we dragged on that one. Yeah. Barbie, 
All right, so Barbie is the Greta Gerwig directed. We don't know if it's a musical yet. It looks like from that teaser trailer, it looks like a musical. there's a musical there's elements a lot of dancing to this. and shit going yeah. on in that. Yeah. So uh, this one is one where I think it's a second round pick, and I think it goes in the second round. Greta Gerwig's got some steam behind her. Yep. Um, I don't expect this to finish in the 90s. I do think it's an 80% score, but I think that the reception behind it is going to be so strong that people are going to say, okay, I'll take an 80% pick in the second round. Yeah, I would say that too because I, I, I think I think third round is more likely, but I mean, I, I think it's going to be high overall scoring-wise because it's, yeah, you said, Greta Gerwig, people love Margot Robbie, right? Except um, for me. Yes, exactly. Everybody but me. <laughs> Present company excluded. Um, and Ryan Gosling, I mean, he rarely misses, you know? That's so true. So the, the fact that he's even attached to this movie makes it appealing. Um, and, Will Ferrell playing the big bad guy. Right? Like What the fuck? There's a, there's a lot from the outside. There's a, On paper, there's a lot to love about drafting this movie in the first three rounds. I said that if it's, if I'm, let, let's just say I'm the last pick in the second round, this movie's sitting there, it's a no-brainer for I me. would take it, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, Done. Second rounder. Second round. All right. And then who do fancy, we think is taking it? Fancy that. Done. I think Done takes it too. I agree with that as and well. And my logic behind this is, is that your wife picked yeah. this movie. What, and I'm going to have to watch ago? it anyway. Yeah, it was like three years ago. This movie Three years ago, I think, board. is what Done picked this movie. Janine, no, picked, Janine movie. picked this movie. She she was in the league. Somebody quit like last second. Yeah. That was exactly and what I was it like, was. Janine, you're drafted. Get over here. <laughs> yeah. like, what? Download Slack. That's so then, right, that did happen the last second. Janine took Barbie in the first round of her first draft. And at the time, we all kind of bit our tongues like, okay, Barbie in the first round, but we're not going to make fun of new people. But then we were like, oh, wait, they got Greta Gerwig. Yeah, that's yeah. why she picked it. And Margot Robbie was the producer on yeah. the film. And as I said at the time, say what you will about Margot Robbie as an actress, her production studio and her as an independent producer has zero misses on her resume. So I think that this goes the second round. I think Dunn takes it to honor his wife, and I can't see it going past the second round for that Lady reason. Lady Bird, Little Women, Barbie. Yeah, and Little yeah. Women was dope. I yeah. hate Little Women as a book. I read that in high school. I hated it. The movie is fucking sick. Yeah. It's great. I'm just saying, that, 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 that's her track record. Yeah, that's so like, Greta Gerwig. That, yeah, it's amazing. That, that Janine picked it, it's probably my second round pick. There you go. Yep. All right, next up, and this one we got to talk about because you brought some, some heat on this one, Dunner. Being mortal. It's not a movie. What do you mean it's not a movie? It's not coming out. I've done research. It's Aziz Ansari, written and directed, and he has signed on as actors, Seth Rogen and Bill Murray. But it does say, there is something on IMDb that says in April 2022, it was reported that production had been suspended on the film due to a complaint of inappropriate behavior against Bill Murray. This is the movie that Bill Murray got pinched on? Yes, this movie's not coming out. I'm not going to draft this for the same reason I'm not going to draft the new He-Man or Thundercats movie. They're not coming out this year. Yeah, There's I a think, new He-Man and Thundercats movie? No, we used to joke about that oh, yeah. in Slack. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Masters of the Universe, like, I'm not drafting Masters of the Universe either. Yeah, no, because I, I, remember, I remember reading about this a few months ago. This movie's and, not coming out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this sucks. Yeah, I don't think done. this movie comes out either, to be honest. That really sucks. I had this, honestly, for me, as a second round pick. Shit, we should have left him drafted in the second Seriously, round. Seriously, this would have been Lego Batman all over again. Lego, yes. 
I mean, well, not quite, because Lego Batman was announced that it wasn't coming out before we drafted. That's this true. movie's just not done. Right. Production's halted. It's probably not coming out, but like, it's not a done deal. Yeah, I mean, the, the only way it comes out is if they, you know, they, they got a Kevin Spacey, him, right? They continue to just completely replace his no, character. They could with... keep Bill Murray in it. The inappropriate conduct was not sexual in nature, as I understand it. He right? sat on a woman and then kissed her right on the mouth. He straddled her and kissed her right on the mouth, and then like a whole boatload of other people. I just were did like... that to Magnif like three <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah, but he was asking for it's it. Just what friends do. <laughs> Yeah, it was, look what he's wearing. Yeah, look what he's wearing. <laughs> How could you not? No, but so uh, that's surprising to me. I do still think it gets drafted, but I originally had this as a third round pick going to John Steyer because John is our biggest comedy aficionado. Like, in then the he group. would know this already. I, I think if it gets drafted, it's going to be somebody who has no idea what they're doing, and it was on your list. Or it's a tenth round gamble that you think they wrap production, they sell it off to Hulu or Apple TV. Right, they find, just, they find a way to make it I work. I just don't think that's yeah. going to happen because yeah. it, it was one of those things where it's like not only. Did the allegation not look great? But it was one of those like me too type of situations where I guess think about like if you Google Bill Murray right now, it's not going to be Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's going to be like who he threw an ashtray at on set. Well, because like, it also <laughs> every, every single it, no, but it was one of those things where like you know what I mean? Like yeah, no, you're right. Well, because he also made, I think I think Bill Murray also made it worse for himself because I as I remember the story, I remember him saying um, you know you know you know most people when they get in this situation they come out with a you know I'm sorry type of right. apology right, and I remember his response was something to the effect of was like well I thought it was funny but they didn't take it that way, which people just got more pissed about. Yeah, which but, that know. should be the response though, by the way. That should be the response agree. from comedians doing funny shit. Yeah. It's like, I thought I, this was funny and it wasn't. But yeah. I mean, that's I think if you're making a joke, like I can't imagine a situation where again, because he's an actor, this is right. work. I can't imagine a situation where I would walk up to somebody at work thinking it was funny, straddle them and then kiss them right on the face and be like, what? Is that is that a don't do? <laughs> Shoot. Was I not supposed to was do I, that? Was that? <laughs> is this wrong? Is that frowned upon? Like, no. how the hell is he doing doing that like now like <laughs> like this isn't a story that like he's came out from like now i get that he's an old man now but like he's this older isn't a story, than my dad i think but like actually. this isn't a story like that's like something. coming out yeah. from like you know yeah the 80s like he didn't do this in 1994 right, it's like exactly. oh, a different time like he did this in 2022 <laughs> post me too what the fuck were you even thinking well like, yeah, I you're hope gonna it get comes cancer, out you dope i, I, I hope, hope it comes out too because well, i want to see it's this definitely movie. not coming out i don't think i don't think i agree with you if I don't you look think at all is. the bill mary stories <sighs> that came out afterwards he he threw that like non-apology out there yeah and then like named like real actresses like lucy Liu, i think was one of them which is like that guy's a cunt yeah lucy like, Liu came out he was always awful what the fuck has Lucy Liu been up to since Charlie's Angels? Literally nothing. This was the first time I heard her name in years. Actually, you know what honestly. she did after Charlie's Angels? Didn't she? Wait, no. Bill Kill Bill came before Charlie's Angels. Uh, uh, came around before, the same time. Actually. Came before Charlie's Angels. Full throttle. Yes, that's. I'm yes, just saying yes. there was a boatload of Bill Murray's a dick stories that came out after that. That I don't think they're just going to resume production and be like, oh well. Well, you know I, what I hope, mean, like the only reason I hope it it still happens is because it sounds like a really funny. And he is 72. Also, right? You know what she? You know okay, what she so did after Charlie's Angels? What? I had to look at the date just to make sure I was right. Ballistic X versus Sever. Remember that movie? X versus Sever. Excuse oh, me. Whatever. And nice. uh, I may or may not own that on DVD. But moving on. Uh, so we're going to go to Legally Blonde 3. This has been drafted before. Yeah, by right? me. By you. This year. Reese Witherspoon trying to pick back up the mantle of what's her fucking name? L. Woods. L. Woods. Yeah, L. Woods. Yep. Okay. In a movie, no one asked In a movie. <laughs> is this coming out this year first and foremost? Does it matter though? As far as far it as it does for Magnif apparently because this was what like a third round pick or a fifth round pick. Like a fifth so round why, pick. why was this a Let's pick at all? Look it up because the 
The first legally blonde movie. It was your ninth round pick. Okay, oh. that's fine then. Was that okay? So you, you, you were at the point of the draft yeah. where you recognized that this is an actual movie, right? The, I've heard this name before because the, the first legally blonde movie. Listen, I will stand by this. The first legally blonde movie is like a legitimately good movie. Yeah, it but holds this up. Is the it's third one. Funny. The second one got like a thirty. Right. The second one. The second one was terrible because it was essentially like a, it was essentially a rehash of the first movie, right? Which you oh, there are very few movies that can make literally the exact same movie a second time and have it work. Like Austin Powers, 22, like 22 Jump Street. Like those are exceptions where they can make the exact same movie and it's still funny. Legally Blonde 2 was the exact same movie as Legally Blonde 1 and it was just did not work. Right. But I feel like this is one of those things that enough time has passed. The, the allure of the first movie is still large enough that people will want to see this and if it's you know i mean it's a big if right if it's done right because how do you tell the story right because it because it, it has the potential to be a story where it's you know real time in the future and she's like you know this either very successful lawyer with her own firm or she's like fallen on harder times it has oh, no, the potential no, 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 no. to like the story you mark my words on this the story is that Elle Woods is essentially Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and she's in the House. All right, she's in the House of Representatives, and she has a <laughs> daughter that is falling in love with a guy, and the guy dumps her, and then she goes to Harvard, and we do it all over again. Because this story— You think they make her the mom? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, mom, yeah. 100%. And they're going to bring Luke Wilson out of the closet that they keep Luke Wilson in until they're ready to make a movie. Yep. And Luke Wilson's going to jump in and be the dad, and this is going to be the story. And so Elle is going to be—I don't think she'd sign on for a bit role like that. If they're going to make it's not a, a third bit role. one, no, it's she plays be the around mom. her yeah. and about how she is the breadwinner of the family. She is in Congress. She has a daughter. That's my theory on this. There has been no leaks on this movie. No, none. See, I. I I think it. I think it's going to. That's why go. I don't think it comes out though. No, I. I, I don't agree. think it I comes out this. Year. I don't think it comes out this year at all. Which it was. It was a mistake for me to draft in twenty two. I don't think it's coming out no, in twenty three. It wasn't a mistake. Jackass, but taking I, Legally Blonde three, which we already discussed. It's not the third movie. They call it Legally Blonde three, but there was a third movie that was called Legally Blondes. Legally Blondes, yes. And it was Elle Woods had twin daughters that right. were already in college, right? And it was in set in the future. It's bad. I, I think they. I think they go. How did like, they even come across like? Don't ask. Don't yeah. ask any questions. On no, that I think movie. they go. I think. I think they go. I have so many questions. Like, how when, did you even know that movie existed? And what made you watch it first? Those are my first questions. Dude, this is one of those movies you just you just you, legally blondes you stumble upon when you're like in the IMDb rabbit hole, like clicking on actors. Old get, school Netflix. Six degrees of separation. Oh, gross. Remember when Netflix was still mailing there? This isn't DVD the porn I order. <laughs> and they. <laughs> that is a porn. That does sound like a porn. No, legally it? blondes. Of course it does. Yeah. Of course it does. You would not even think twice if you saw that. Yeah, what what did Parker boring. Google on, that he in, landed on that movie? Wait, hang on. Let me let me go incognito window because now I want to see. Yeah, now legally he wants to look blondes. It up. I'm going to Google legally blondes porn. All right. So while we're finishing that up, so I don't think it comes out. Yeah, I do nothing. think it gets drafted. Again, I think it gets drafted by Caroline. Yeah, she yeah. likes comedy movies. She doesn't really care about this league. She just likes showing up on draft day. I think she's going to take that, and I have it as high as the seventh round. <laughs> Mark my words. When this, if this movie comes out, it's going to be le- it's going to be more drama, less comedy, guaranteed. I hope to God they don't go that route. Guaranteed, they do. No, I hope they go Zoolander two with it and just go. We are going to go <laughs> even more stupid. What the hell is this next movie? Next goal wins. I don't even think I'm like. No, old. you are absolutely aware of this. Tucker has drafted it. I think three times. Oh wait, that's the okay. Yes, it's the Army Hammer soccer. Yeah, the, the movie. the Army Hammer soccer movie. Yes, directed by Taika Waititi. Yes, and Tucker defended this thing to his literally 
to the point that it was like, we would be like, all right. Damn. How many times has he dra- drafted it? I think it, definitely two, maybe three. Yeah. So well, it's, it's lifted as completed I, I didn't know on that IMDb. it was the, the guy from the cannibal guy. Did they yeah, just Army reshoot Hammer. everything? Army Hammer. Army Hammer. So that is what happened to this film. They reshot everything, right? No, I don't think they reshot anything. I think they're just waiting. It's in the can. Well, he's no, not. The, I, he, I, Army I, Hammer is. I, then I, it wasn't Taika Waititi that went back and reshot it. There's no way you're paying Taika. Because Ar- Army no, Hammer did. is no longer listed on the cast. Yeah, he's Get not. The fuck out It's of Michael here. Fassbender now. And Will Arnett. Was he always This, this was on yeah. my list. Oh my God. I, I was you know interested really in funny? this movie. Michael Fassbender kind of looks like Army Hammer now that you think about it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Close enough that you could be like, it's a well, lot better than Tig, whatever her name is. That Well, I mean, they're casting Tig Notaro. <laughs> they're casting the actor to play a real person, so. Yeah. Tig, what's her name? Tig, Tig what? Nataro, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, they, you, and they swapped her out with the comedian that was in the zombie yes. movie. <laughs> Which, did you see the Vegas zombie movie? It was terrible. No! It was so no, bad. No, no, no. I hated it. No, go back and rewatch it. The <sighs> zombies talk. I know! That's... What a plot twist for a zombie movie. I mean, it was it was stupid fun. It wasn't good. I mean, so this movie is listed as completed, and it says expected April 21st, 2023. But I'm still skeptical because when you, when you go on the IMDb page, there is one photo, and it's a photo of Taika Waititi holding what looks like his son. <laughs> like, he's wearing, like, that's shorts. That's the movie. Like, like you don't just, know that that's not the plot. I, I, I just, I don't, I'm skeptical if this movie comes out also. I'm not going to lie. But here's the thing. If it does come out, the only reason I have any hope for this film at all yeah. is because they didn't just say throw it in the wood chipper and we're just going right. to move on. Oh, yeah, no, Will Arnett replaced him, it says. Will Arnett replaced Will, all the shots. Oh, well, that's actually a great... It is a good replacement. That's a great replacement, actually. Because Army Hammer, I'm sorry, Army Hammer's not a great He's a terrible actor. actor. Will Arnett in this role could make the movie a lot more enjoyable, honestly. Uh, I see how it ended up on the Tucker's... Like yeah, on their draft board. It's based, but he loves Taika. It's based, yeah. Well, he not only that, Taika. but it's based on a documentary that has a hundred on yeah. like true. No, and it's a really ridiculous story about a soccer team that's like awful and then becomes good or whatever. And it's like I don't know. I we've talked about it enough times, but like soccer. I think that what Tucker is hanging <laughs> his hat sport. on is that Tucker was right on the Taika Waititi film about the kid who's imaginary friend. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit. The movie is phenomenal. I I still have yet to see it, dude. Is it great? It's great. I should probably just watch it, but it, like he was right on it. Tucker was right on Jojo Rabbit, yep. and we all made fun of him. I, I shouldn't say we all. I made fun of yeah, him. Yeah, I didn't make fun of Tucker for that Constantly one. over that pick, and he was 100% right. And I think that next goal win is what he pegs, so that's why I see this as going in the eighth round, not the tenth. It should be a tenth round pick. I see it going in the eighth because Dan wants this. If somebody else drafts it and gets the score on it, He's going to be pissed off. Yep. So I think he will actually deprioritize other movies and take it in the eighth round. I agree with that. I think he'd have to go higher than that. You think he's going because, to take it? Because, just because I think someone else will take it. No, I don't think anybody would take this before the 10th round. I wouldn't. With the director it has? Taika Waititi? But it's, with the director it has and what it's so based on, you know it's, it's not going to take it because production issues. But all the production issue, yeah. All the production issues. So many people are scared off by production issues at all. In this draft, I can see Malazzo potentially trying to snipe it from Tucker. I can see John Steyert and possibly Andrea. But other than that, I don't think anybody else would even bat an eye at this thing. No, I would. I I would take it if it was if it was around in like the eighth or ninth round, and there wasn't anything better. I would take it. But like, I have it as a I'm tenth not, round fixed for me. Yeah, I would it's never not, even consider it before the tenth. Yeah, it's not something I would eighth round at best for me. Okay. 
All right, but we all agree that Tucker's going to be the one that ends up with it. Oh yeah, he's going to go hard on it for sure. I hope he. I hope he reaches so hard. But I for think that it, one. I, th- I think it's going to be like in his top six though. Like I think he's drafting this to be a starter because I don't think it would make Man. it that long. That'd be yeah. a waste of. Well, of course, Tucker's had the worst draft of 2022, so it wouldn't surprise me if he. I'm, I'm just one. saying, just based on the director that's attached. Like, I, I, I get production issues, yeah. and it's already been delayed a couple Except of times. Except Taika's produced a dud now. Thor, Thor 4 is a dud. True. So, all right, let's move on to dramas. Creed 3. This is a big one. All right, because Creed 3 is coming off of back-to-back Creed movies that are great. They're just great. This is a drama. I see this, for me personally, I would 100% take it in the fourth round. Most likely take it in the third. Possibly consider it as the second. After you shit on me for taking it at all last year. <laughs> but where did you take it? I forget, but the fact that I took it at all, everybody was about Michael B. You Jordan's, took it in the fifth round. Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Everybody was all skittish about it. Now that the trailer's out, everybody's the trailer's like, fap, out. fap, 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 fap. Exactly, exactly. If the trailer were not out, I would absolutely push this down eighth, ninth round. I still, I still, would, I still would have taken it third round without the trailer this okay. year. So this is one of those rare instances where yeah. we have a movie that got delayed and actually moves up the draft board for mm-hmm. everybody. I think it's taken in the first round. I agree. I don't think this gets past the first round. No. And who I think is most susceptible to this is a combination of John Rossi or Joe Verdi. I think Rossi might take it because... If he's taking this seriously, I could see that as a movie that you would gravitate towards as right. a late first round pick. Verdi, I think, will see a sport and go, I know sports. I don't think it'll be Verdi. I know sports. Really? I don't think it'll be Verdi. I think Verdi joined the league for the slack and the hot That's a, oh, 100%. And I think he's going to try to spell Verdman again. And there's no C. Reed. God, there's that was no C. so bad. There's the no C in Verdman. That was so bad. There's no C in Verdman. <laughs> that was so terrible. <laughs> That movie was so, that, that draft strategy was so bad. But Verdi is back. And the reason I think Verdi takes it is that it is a recognizable brand. It is a recognizable trailer. It feels like a big movie. I see him as taking this first round. Does anybody think it gets to the third round? It might make it to the third round. I think it's unlikely because I would take it in the second round if it was available. Yeah, I would probably take it late second if it yeah. was available. It because- would make me nervous as my second round pick. I think. Okay. It wouldn't make me nervous, especially I, I now seeing I, the trailer. I try to stay away, like, now that I'm doing it for real. Like, yep. I say, like, I've been trying to, like, <laughs> yeah. like I have this, like, long standing full tradition. year yeah. under my belt no. of actually taking this <laughs> no, shit I was, seriously. Well, I was, I was looking at some of the movies, and I feel like I would definitely not have this on my board for the simple reason that the first one scored in the 90s, mm-hmm. the second one scored in the 80s, and very rarely do you have a franchise like that Start going down, which is, and then all of a sudden, like it's not like it's just that it's Creed three, except the Avengers movies. So I totally that was different though because that was Avengers: Age of Ultron, Endgame, right? But but Infinity War with the Avengers movie, I'll I'll say that's a unique thing because I mean you could have called them each an own movie and not necessarily a sequel. Like this is a direct sequel to a direct sequel. And Creed was based on Rocky. Like, we're so but, far away removed from, like, what the first one was. So you're totally right about that, though. However, I think what makes this movie different for me is the fact that I think, with the, when you when you ignore all of this uh, uh, Drago solo movie bullshit and just focus on the story of Adonis Creed, this, to me, feels like it's 
being made with the intention of it being the last of these movies. I think Apollo dies. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. So I think. I well, think, if he dies, he dies. I think like the the finale. You mean Adonis? Um, or oh, what did it, I say? Apollo. Apollo. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were, again. I wasn't sure if you were making a joke or you just got the name wrong. <laughs> no, I just got the name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there, there's like a certain feeling of finality in this trailer that because it's going back to his past, right? That seems to be the whole story about a guy that he. You know, uh, the, the whole story seems to be revolving around an old friend when he was a kid that got arrested, and yep. you know what could have been should have been like he could have been Creed, right? Instead, he's you know in jail and all this shit. Now he's worked his way back up, like a good villain story, yep. right? That, that that's a good villain origin story. Um, and I, I feel like they're really teeing this up to be this is it, this is the last of these movies that we're making, and that's why, to your point, right? That's why the Avengers movies dipped like yep. that because the Avengers Ultron was not the end. Endgame was right. the end, and we all fucking jizzed in the theaters. When, you have you know, to set it up when Iron Man snapped, but right? They didn't like, like <laughs> they didn't like dip, dip. It's not like they got into like the seventies. They didn't start sure doing that did. until no. Age, Age of Ultron was in the seventies. Yeah, panned. yeah. Age of because Age of Ultron was not great. I mean, it it, it was good. It was enjoyable, like but there was. Age of Ultron was annoying because it could have been so much better than it was. Like James Spader was wasted, you know, in a. Just, Do you remember the first trailer for that though? Oh, like dude, it was chills when you saw chills. Ultron walk into the room singing uh, the Pinocchio song. Dude, there's no strings. Fucking yeah. chills. I like that. And, 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 and even even up until that point, like that scene, that whole that that's all great. It's just Age of Ultron of, got a seventy six percent. Yeah, everything that comes after it sort of falls down a little bit. You know, yeah. but anyways, we're neither neither here nor there. Um, all right. So, does it make it out of the first round? Yes or no? Done. Yes. Yeah, I guess. All right. Does it make it out of the second round? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I will fucking draft it. (laughs) It still won't be me. (laughs) All right. Let's move on. Next one, the biggest movie, arguably, on this list that we're going to talk about Oppenheimer. That's a first rounder. It's, yep. In all honesty, if you are not drafting an animated film first overall, yep. You have the first overall pick. This is it. I think this is it. This is it. Yep. I think Oppenheimer is a lock. And so now it's just a matter of we're going to guess. Who gets the first round pick? Right. Now, yep. if it's me, I will tell you right now. I will tell you if I have first overall pick, it is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I have to redeem that pick. I picked it first round last year. I felt like I was so smug about, oh, you guys all let this gold nugget slip right through your fingers. And then it got delayed. I need that movie back. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do in order to try to make that happen. But if my pick does not warrant that... My next lineup is is Oppenheimer. Yeah. I, I feel like Chris Nolan directing a movie about the dude who made the atomic bomb. Yes. So you have them ranked one, two. Yes. Okay. One, two. Magnif, first round? Uh, easily. All yeah, right, let's easily. just talk about then who's going to take it. Whoever has the first overall pick. <laughs> no, see, I don't think it's first overall. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, because if, I, like, like, I mean, if Caroline has the first overall pick, like, <laughs> it's not... <laughs> It's not Carolina Legally Blonde three. Yeah, when does the next Minions movie come yeah, like out? It's not go, like it's not going. Um, I don't, you know, and I, I don't even think you know. I don't even think Smug Ass Tucker takes this first round. Oh, pick. I do. You yeah. think he would take this first round? I, he loves. I, I, he, I even think if Andrea has a first round pick, like why I would reach? say that too. Yeah, he why, has a, why, he has a Andrea, Nolan, Why go yeah. reaching? I would if I was Andrea. I would keep every little artsy fartsy movie I have in my back pocket in my back pocket. That's fair. because this is available with pick number one. That's fair. So basically, think, anybody is going to take it. Then. I think Dunn would take it first. I think you would take it first. Absolutely would. I think Andrea, Dan, or John would all take it first. The only people who wouldn't would be me if I had the shot at Spider-Man. Caroline, who if she had, if if Legally Blonde were still available at first overall, she'd probably take it. Uh, I think it will be. Verdi, Rossi, 
Malazzo. I don't know if Malazzo likes Chris Nolan or not. I think Verdi's the true wild card here because he'll either try or he won't. Like, he he's said either- that Joyce is going to, his wife is going to do all the drafting for him, is what he said. His <laughs> wife actually not. cares about her. Her draft is going to mirror Caroline's then. Nice. Because Joyce has trash taste. We in need movies. more doormats in this league. I, I love I love watching movies and TV with Joyce. Uh, we have that was like a thing for us for a very long time. Okay. We, we watched the entire uh, all the episodes. Do you of- need a beer, Magnif? Oh shit! Uh, are you still almost, nursing still your first on one? Yeah, beer? Sorry, sorry. So yeah, I used to get to uh, Verdi's house every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday for football. Yeah, and a lot of the times I would beat him before he got home from work. So I would just sit there with Joyce. Um, and we would watch just trash TV. That's awesome. Like absolute trash TV. Heart of Dixie. Oh, um, oh my God. Veronica yeah. Mars. Ugh. Well, then let's hope that Joyce is the one that's drafting. If Joyce is doing yeah. the drafting, you're going to be like, why is- Oppenheimer uh, might fall the third yeah. overall. Right. <laughs> why is, Joyce is in there. Why are people fighting over Legally Blonde 3? <laughs> so then- yeah, If Joyce is drafting, it's going to look a lot like Caroline's trash movies. A little bit movies. more of a wild card, okay? So Oppenheimer is what I would consider the biggest lock in the draft. Yeah. A little bit more of a wild card. Let's talk about the color purple. So this is the third time they've made this movie. And like how many stage productions and how many re-novelizations have been produced around the color purple. Yeah, I don't. It's legendary. I'm never going to take anything away from it. But in the same way that Little Women, I had the same feeling. Now, Little Women ended up being great. I, I was not excited for that movie. And I'm not excited for the color purple. Oh, this is a fucking musical? Is it really? According to IMDb, it says musical adaptation of Alice Walker's novel about the blah, 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 blah. Jesus. Um, am I going to get in trouble for blah, blah, blahing that part? Um, <laughs> the um, You're canceled. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, is, is the musical nature of this film what gives it a slight edge? It's going to be a musical dirge. Oh, here's something to, to, to note, though. The expected release date right now is December December 23, yeah. I bet it doesn't even come out next year. Yeah, I, I I think it still comes out. It does feel like a holiday, a post-holiday theater Could experience be. that people would gravitate towards. Um, I, mean, I think I think it is is lining itself up to be that movie that wins every Oscar. It's going to be the the return of the king of musicals. But like, it, uh, so I I have it. As a perennial second rounder. I don't know anybody who wouldn't take this if it was on the board late in the second round. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Was I wrong in that assumption, Magnificent? Uh, I mean, well, okay. Now, now that I know that it's a musical adaptation and seeing the cast, I, I, I would take it in the second round if it was still available. Third round if it was still... if it. If it dropped that far. If it made it to the fourth, I'd feel really comfortable taking it. I don't oh, think definitely. it goes that far. No, yeah. If, if it goes to the fourth or fifth, you absolutely have to take it just based on the nature of the cast. Like, but. So historically speaking, where Andrea's draft tends to go is Andrea tends to draft uh, art house film. First overall, that's going to get 100%. Then second round, she usually goes for something that's a little bit bigger, a little right. bit more blockbuster. I could see her taking this second round, even if she was the first pick in the second round. I yeah. could see that being the case because the color purple does feel like a, I don't know how a critic would say this, this sucks. You're never going to like worst case scenario. What are you looking at? 80%? Yeah, exactly. Worst case? Yeah. There's, there's no way. Like it would have to be, it would have to be um, like a wrinkle in time bad Ooh. for the, 
<laughs> wow. Was that just a shot at Andrea? Did she draft a wrinkle in time? No, I was, it was just a shot at that movie. That movie fucking sucks. It does fucking suck. It was fucking terrible. But, but, but I just remember everybody was, everybody was creaming their pants over it. Um, you know, it was like, it was Oprah and whoever the, what the fuck, who's the fucking director in that movie? Um, um uh, Ava DuVernay. Thank you. Everybody was like losing their mind over it because she was directing it and Oprah was starring it. And like, I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Is a wrinkle in time. I, did, I didn't even bother seeing garbage. it. It looked, it looked terrible. Why is there military propaganda on my IMDb? They're, they see you as a potential draft <laughs> prospect. Because I, I keep on saying the word draft into my, my oh, laptop microphone. Oh. <laughs> They're just like, Google bam. Heard you. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the last one in the drama section. And I put this in drama because I didn't know where it goes. Wonka. Timothy Chalamet playing the origin story of Willy Wonka, which was already portrayed by some other kid in the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka This is going to be a drama. This is going to be a drama. I 100% think it's going to be a drama. Uh, I have no idea. I know that Timmy, Timothy Chalamet loves dramas. Yes. So, okay. And his, the early the early set photos make it look like a fucking period piece. Like you, it, I mean, it basically is, yeah. yeah. It just it looks it is looks this serious. A musical too. Oh hmm. god, I hope not. I think this is a musical. I would, Actually, I would probably I thought I read be this. more inclined to take it if it were a musical. I thought I read that it was uh, a musical. No, I'd be less inclined to take it. I want to. Would you call the first Charlie and the Chocolate Factory a <coughs> musical? The first Willy Wonka? You mean or like you mean Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Gene is Wilder? there a difference between those? Gene Wilder or the Johnny Depp Gene movie? Wilder. I wouldn't call it. Uh, I would call it a musical. I would call it a musical, actually. Yeah. Actually, you want to hear a really funny quick aside on Willie, or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Which one is not, it? Not particularly, but go right ahead. No, we're going to. Uh, <laughs> Charlie so, is, the, is the Johnny Depp one. Willy Wonka is the Gene Wilder one, the OG. Okay, the Gene Wilder one. So there was a, somebody who pointed out, they go, if you grew up in the 80s, then you knew to fast forward every time you got to the Cheer Up Charlie song. And Willy Wonka, and I was like, "Oh my god, I totally used to fast forward." That was like the most awkward song. Super awkward. Yep. No, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> um, I mean, it doesn't say that it's a musical, from what I can read right here, but I, I, I peg this as a drama or like a dark comedy, perhaps, maybe. Regardless, this feels like a monster gamble. A monster. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Why, do you make it, why, why would you say monster gamble? I think that Timothy Chalamet has been attached to some pretty great things in the past. This is the first, this feels like uh, Tom Holland leaving the Spider-Man role. Yep. Where he wanted to take on something that was going to challenge him a little bit. And everything Tom Holland has done that hasn't been Spider-Man has sucked ass. See, here's the reason. No, you're right about that. But here, the, the, what, what draws me to this movie as one that I'm willing to take a chance on earlier than I think other people might be okay. is Paul King. Yeah, I was going to say, for that reason, this was a potential first-rounder for me. I'm going to play ignorance here. Who the fuck is Paddington. Paul? Paddington director. Oh. This, this guy 100% on Paddington 2. Right? This like, guy is Bonnie and the could, Bull, Paddington, Paddington 2. Yeah, if this End guy could take the Paddington movies and turn them into those Rotten Tomato gold mines that he did, because it's, I mean, it's, it's fucking Paddington. And I he's mean, not even on cocaine. Right. <laughs> There's no cocaine in that bear movie. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Done. Okay, so Cocaine I am going- Bear is a sequel to Paddington 2? No, <gasps> Cannon Fodder episode. I am, I, am, I am going to go watch all the Paddington movies and Cocaine Bear, and I'm going to find a way to connect these fucking movies. And, and the movie Backcountry, which is about the people who went camping yes. and the bear kills them. It's Jaws with a bear if you haven't I'm, watched Backcountry. I'm going to find a way to connect these movies. But yes, Paul, Paul King directing this movie with Timothy Shyamalama Ding Dong in it. I am going to- I'm, I'm going to put this higher on the draft board than I think some people- more people going? be comfortable. Where are you going then? What I is would, its value? I would take a third. Third round? Okay. Yeah. I I thought you were going to say first. No, no, no. I wouldn't okay. take it first. If, it, if it, Again, if it was second round, if the, some of the other movies we talked about in the second round were, were no longer on the board, like if I had a later pick in the second round and this was available and I couldn't take things like the color purple, I would take this. 100%. Done? Round? Depending on how the first round shook out, I had this, like, you know, if I'm end of the first and I don't really. I just think it's got a wow. very. I think it's got a very, very high floor. See, and, and see, there and like, fuck done for playing for real now because it, you're, he's. Yeah, he's you're not taking, allowed to do this. Yeah, I didn't know who Paul King was before, but what, I did a little bit of research. Well, because we, we used to be like like first round draft picks in particular used to be like there was always this certain sort of Morbius comfort. Available. Well, yeah, like there was always this certain sort of comfort it's that Morbius we all available. had because we knew that you there could were just like skip over Dunn's draft position. Exactly, you could skip over Dunn. You could skip over Caroline. I right? got like, the last. That Verdi was in. You know, we knew we could skip over Verdi. Like there, there was always like three or four draft yep. picks that we knew were just not going for anything else. Them. We were, but now Dunn is fucking everything up, right? I like, was giggling <laughs> a lot to myself when I was drafting last year because I actually had Black Panther, and I thought that was going to be a very safe '90s floor. Yeah. So when I drafted that first, I just sat there like a little kid. We giggling, all got comfortable g- giggling yeah, at my yeah. computer. I was like, they is. have no idea, and I had Bardo. I mean, it sucked. Yeah. But I had Bardo all teed up and ready to go, and then the rest of my list, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that no one's going to see this coming." The biggest blindside so of all time was Dunn taking this league seriously. I know, right? But all right, so Dunn says it as a late first. You have it as a third. Uh, I'm not even ashamed. Potential to say late this. second. I have this as a sixth round as a gamble in the sixth. I mean, no, it's not making it to the six. I understand your argument, though. Like, I understand where you're coming from. I don't necessarily agree, but there is an argument to be made for a later round pick for this, for sure. All right, so who actually takes it? Um, <sighs> if it's a first round value for Dunn, I can't see anybody else taking this but Dunn now. It depends I, on where I where I, I am, like, and I, I again, I haven't done a whole like. But so let's just say Magnif- I feel like has Detective Rob third. would take this. <sighs> That's a great call out. Like That's the, a wonderful call. Well, if this is like, a Detective you're Rob. You think, you think Detective Rob takes this? The guy who won all of our movie trivia and is about to win this year and consistently <laughs> finishes top three. Aren't we saying that we expect it to be good? I Except am. Detective I Rob this to be good. Early on, Detective Rob's gold is always in the late rounds. True. Early on, his first and second round picks tend to be. Remember, he just uh, he drafted Best of Enemies. Remember that one? Oh God, yeah. Viola Davis and yep. uh, somebody else. Anyway, just speaking right. of bear movies for one second, yeah. Into the Grizzly Maze. Piper movie. A lot of if bear. you want to have bears. You know, that's what <laughs> he's been doing the whole Piper. time. He's been looking up Piper Parabone movies <laughs> that he can attribute to whatever we're talking about. I will never miss that again. I'm still pissed off that I didn't draft Spontaneous. What did it score again? 100 in 2020. <sighs> with it, with enough. I just so badly with, want with her enough career reviews. to be okay. If I drafted Spontaneous... I think I would have won the league okay. because I had <laughs> I had five movies that scored, and this would have been the sixth. <laughs> you poor thing! This is amazing. And that it was her. <laughs> the only Piper Parabo fan 
besides Piper herself in the country is sitting in the studio now. All right, let's move on to action and adventure. So real quick, a quick rundown of the movies that we're going to go over. Dune Part 2, Ghostbusters Afterlife 2, Fast X, Indiana Jones, whatever number it is, John Wick 4, Dungeons and Dragons, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, and Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. The first one that we should probably talk about is John Wick 4. John Wick 4 was a first-round pick last year. I don't see this as squeezing out of the first round this year. I think John Steyer would take it first round if Oppenheimer were off the board. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. I th- I think and this- John Wick movies have been improving with time. Yeah, I feel, score-wise. I, I feel like Verdi could take this movie. I would absolutely see Verdi taking it in the first round. You even have to be round. taking the league all that seriously to pick this in the first Frankly, round. Frankly, if I had the, yeah. t- if I had the 12th pick in the floor. first round, I might take that in the first round. Like John Wick 4 feels like as close to a lock on the action and adventure side. I would say the furthest thing from a lock on this would be Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Oh, yeah. If anybody picks this movie, I'm going to uh, be upset. Uh, except. Oh, God. Except. One, what? it's not a Michael Bay. Okay. Two, Bumblebee is fucking great. And this is piggybacking off Bumblebee. And three, the lead actor is the dude from In the Heights, who's like the most in demand guy in Hollywood right now. Okay. You hang think on a that second. guy would sign on to Transformers? Maybe he's just doing it for the money, but I think he sees that his poker is hot right now and he wants to go after something big. And I think this is the movie that he goes for. All right. Hang on a minute. Are you, first of all, because I have, I've done no research on this movie because I'm just infuriated by it. Are you, are you certain that this is a sequel to Bumblebee? Yeah. It has to be, right? Are you sure it doesn't take place in the other shitty Transformers universe? They can't have two Transformers universes. It's the same Bumblebee in both ones. I refuse to believe that the Bumblebee movie with uh, Haley Steinfeld takes place in the same universe as the Michael Bay movies. They don't. Well, they don't technically. And isn't Michael Bay producing this still? <laughs> probably. Because he owns the rights, I think, at this oh. point. But nonetheless, I actually think that Rise of the Beast feels like a good 10th round pick for me. I like it's a John- standalone sequel to Bumblebee. Bingo! It- is Parker was right. <laughs> I, I the director here, The Land, Creed to this movie. See? Huh, I don't okay. know what The Land is. All right, maybe. So I have this as a The trailer looks pick. like garbage. I think, now this, if I were to peg this one, I think it's a fifth round pick for Kevin Malazzo. This <laughs> is about the time that the marijuana <laughs> is setting in. And he goes, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Transformers Rise of the Beast. Well, you know what's going to happen? He's going to do something like, like he'll have like a, a, a memory of watching the the Beast uh, Beast Wars Transformers show. And sure. like it'll trigger some nostalgia. He'll and be show building the Legos great. of the Transformers as we're drafting. <laughs> All right. So if that's the biggest gamble, uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. All right. So Magnif. Fifth round. Easy. Okay. I would put that. The, there's enough... There's enough good movies to get us like legitimately good, you know, Oscar contender type movies to get us through the first four rounds. Um, but uh, listen, if Mission Impossible, if there's, if a lot of the other movies we've talked about have already been sniped by the fourth round, if Mission Impossible is available in the fourth round, I would take it. I would absolutely take it in the fourth. Yeah, I think it goes in the second. Really, think it goes that high? I think Detective Rob takes that in the second. Oh, that's a good point. Detective Rob will take that. That because he didn't he take the last one. The last Mission Impossible movie? He did. And we all shit on him for taking it yeah. early. And it was like a it was like a 90 or something. So I I think this one is a is is going to be underrated by me, 
but overrated by others. And I think that this goes in the second yeah. round. I mean, because because the the uh, fact of the matter is, right? The great burp. Should have kept it in the microphone. Um, the fact of the Do matter is, I think people with headphones on. I think that the the Mission Impossible movies have only been getting better. Yeah, and frankly, Tom Cruise seems really juiced up about this one. Yeah. There's been a lot of press behind it, so I, I think this will be good. And especially coming off of what he did with Top Gun Maverick. Maverick might be one of my favorite movies of the whole year for 2022. It 100% is one of my favorite movies of the whole year. That, that what, what put it, I mean, I was, I was enjoying it thoroughly. What put it over the top for me was the, the actual Val Kilmer appearance. That scene with Val yeah. Kilmer, like, I almost fucking cried. I was yeah, like, me everybody <laughs> did. Did. Come on. Like, come on. I was fucking like Nobody uh, nobody saw that coming. No. And it was fucking great. Yeah, it's just, just a well-known a great fact movie. that he doesn't act anymore. It's like a well like right. the dude, like he physically can he for the most died. part. Yeah. And he's in this movie for like a, a, a good clip. It's like, it's like a 10 minute scene. I yeah. was like, I was like, wow. So yeah, coming off of that, Mission Impossible. I mean I feel like this should go high. I'm actually looking this up right now. Yeah. Um the first one was in the 60s, the second one was in the 50s. The third one, I believe, was also trash. The second the th- one was one of the worst. No, movies. I'm sorry. The second one is terrible. Isn't that a John Woo movie? Yes. The yeah. third, the third Mission Impossible is wildly underrated. So Mission Impossible one, two, and three are What's not movies that should have been. Which dressed. is the one that has um, Penelope Robin? Cruz? Penelope Cruz. There is no Penelope Cruz. Um, you there's think- a Mission Impossible movie with Penelope Cruz? No, there's not. There probably is. At least I don't think there is. There's a so Tom the- Cruise movie with Penelope Cruz in it. Oh yeah, it's not Mission Impossible. I know the movie you're thinking of. It's uh. Oh, motherfucker. What is the one with Penelope Cruz? So the first Vanilla three- Sky. You're correct. It is Vanilla Sky. <laughs> Do you know Vanilla Sky and Mission a Impossible? a little similar to Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mission Impossible 1, 2, and 3 are not movies you would have seen in our first round. However, since 2011 in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, that was 90 plus. Yep. Rogue Nation in 2015 was 90 plus. Fallout was 90 plus. And then this one here. Yeah. So I'm- I would throw this into my low low floor. first. No, low four? Low floor oh, first oh, yeah. round type of pick. Yeah. Like I wouldn't take this in the first or second round and be like, yes. Right. But also I'd be like, I probably have a 90 here. Uh, this feels like a good panic pick for a lot of people. Like if your first round, sh- like if you're drafting sixth and you put five movies as your top five and you're like, shit, they're all gone. I could see it going sixth overall. Easily. Yeah, that that feels like a good. This should reach be a pick first rounder. I, I'd be shocked if it wasn't a first rounder. Because it probably you will go that. first. Who yeah, do you, you think ha- takes it? I think it depends. Like, I feel like this is one of the safer picks. You'll have. So you could see this as like a first round for like let's say Rossi or Verdi. I could see this for a first round, depending more on the location of your pick and less who's doing the picking. Okay. Because I feel like of all of the movies coming out, like. I did this last year when I when I wanted I was like if I have wherever my first round pick was mm-hmm. like I wanted to have that many movies ready to go that I thought were low floor oh so you did what everybody's been doing for five years yes. yeah yes. got it got it but, <laughs> but I, you I, did it for I'm one just year if, it's if a, I it took had that last, long figured out <laughs> if I had the last pick in the first round and like I can't imagine that there's a way that I'd have that many more movies listed ahead of this that it shouldn't be a first round pick. Okay. Yeah. Because I could see it going first. I'm not going to argue that. I think it's second to Detective Rob and especially if Detective Rob is picking at the end of the first round. I think he'll have a horse movie of some sort that we're not expecting. (laughs) And then he'll move on to Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part I actually looked up horse movies. Which ones are there? 
Um, I wrote them down next to my computer at home just because if he beats me here, I'm going to snipe his horse movie from him. As soon as they make a documentary about Man of War, Dunn's going to snipe it from Detective Rob. All right, so let's talk about the one that's probably the most uh, controversial on the list of action-adventure sci-fi. If you say... Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. What do you think I was going to say? Dungeons and Dragons. No, Dungeons and Dragons is not controversial. That's going to be just trash. Yeah, okay, good. But I'm totally going to draft. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jones, I, I even even without that garbage trailer that came out, I still I would not even have this movie anywhere remotely close to my draft board. You don't there think no an way 80 year old man good. can still whip people in the face? <laughs> there's no way this movie is good. There's, there's no way. There's no way. Crystal Skull is the worst movie I think I've ever seen. All I right. wouldn't go that far, but yeah, it was pretty terrible. It is awful. And now you're talking about pulling Harrison Ford out of retirement again. Again. And the vehicle you're putting him in is Indiana Jones as an 80-year-old man still doing action and adventure. Yes. The few sequences where he had to run in Rise of Skywalker. Or no, not Rise of Skywalker. Oh, Force Awakens? Force Awakens. It was brutal. It was painful. It's awful to watch. It's like Robert De Niro in The Irishman. Yes. When he's trying to beat up the guy where you're like, you are clearly an old man who's trying to run. Yes. And that is very uncomfortable for me to watch. A full movie where he is in the driver's seat like that, I just don't see how it's good. No, I don't. It be, and, and, it, and it's also, it, it seems to me like they're trying to do, like, do the trick where they bring back the old, you know, the, they're, they're tying it back to, um, you know, the Nazi villains. They're, they're probably gonna, it's probably going to be some story where it's like, you know, oh, the fucking grandson of Hitler or something is now coming after. Oh. You know, like, it's going to be some bullshit. Like, I just, no, nothing about, when they when they announced the movie, I went, ugh. And when yeah. I saw the trailer, I went, ugh. Like, I just have no... There's no way it's good. No, they, they are, th- th- this is the definite, like, say what you will about the Star Wars franchises and, like, the Marvel Marvel movies. This is the absolute definition of bottom of the barrel. We are out of fucking ideas. Let's just take something that has worked in the past and regurgitate it again and hopefully people will fucking like it. But now here's my here's my funny story behind this is that I think it goes in the third round. Oh, definitely because there's going to be there's there, people there's know enough, it. <laughs> yeah. No, there there are there are enough people, there are enough people in our league that are going to either Panic draft, or just yep. be like, be like, oh, Indiana Jones. Everybody fucking loves Indiana Jones. It's exactly. a shoe in, shoe in movie. Hey, I know this one, yeah. Indiana Jones. <laughs> I could see this as going to Rossi, Verdi, or Caroline as easy, easily third round picks, easily. But my stretch third round pick, the person who I think actually might be uh, somebody who would kind of stumble into this a little bit, I think Milazzo. Milazzo absolutely would. Would be the type of person who would say like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm going to take Indiana Jones in the third round. I yep. do think it has the potential to not suck and surprise. Everything a has a potential to not suck. Yeah. I is mean, it, it, it is still Harrison Ford. You're not wrong. It is it's, still it Harrison is a Ford. storied character for sure. And it's got a solid director who can make actual movies and he can, you know, have some misses. Oh, wait, who? I didn't even pay attention to who the director is. Who is it? Uh, James Mangold. Oh really? Oh, yeah. James so Mangles, we've good. got some, we've got some quality movies that how have scored they, well in his. How did they rope him into directing? And then we also have because the, they made him one of those sweetheart deals where it's like we also have the Call you, of the Wild in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like we can give you your, uh, you know, art house film that you've been dreaming okay. about for fifty years, but you got to do indie for us first. That's got to be what it is because it like why? It's else like they made him he... do the Wolverine before he could do Logan. <laughs> hey, the Wolverine is fucking good. Don't you open your mouth about the Wolverine. (laughs) 
I love that fucking movie. Okay. Shut up, it's, both of you. It doesn't end well, but it is really good up Shut until up. that point. The ending no, is great. terrible. It's the great. Is terrible. Everybody listening, the movie is great. The ending is terrible. No, you're terrible. All right, <laughs> so we're moving forward. All right, uh, let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons since we already teased Wait, that one. Why would we talk about this movie? Uh, because I'm totally drafting it. Fucking a. I have this as well, my. That means it's going to get drafted. All right. Well, good. Chris one, Pine, one less pick I have to worry about. Chris Pine is the best actor in Hollywood. Can't <laughs> <laughs> even get he that. He can't out. even say it with a straight face. And you combine him with the female lead from most of the Fast and the Furious franchise in Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> We have a winning recipe. This sounds like a right bit off that he rehearsed. <laughs> you could tell me that <laughs> he definitely this... practices in the mirror on the it way. Definitely over. sounds like I was, it. Yeah, my rearview mirror in my car. I was actually reciting this to myself, and I said, <laughs> "Okay, if you were to just take those two actors and put them together in any movie, The Color Purple musical, for example, <laughs> I would be like, well, this movie just got a whole hell of a lot better because it's got Chris Pine I can't and Michelle Rodriguez.' He's, he's not being serious. <laughs> then you say we're going to pair these two with the most prominent tabletop board game. Of all time, <laughs> bigger than Monopoly, we're gonna put them in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I don't know how anybody could pass this up in the tenth round. The only thing I want to come out of this movie, and what's the full name though? It's Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, right? Yeah, which is so. Like, oh, so does that mean Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez turn on each other? We don't know. We're gonna have to go to the theater and find out. First of all, it's greatest just movie. Fucking call it Dungeons and Dragons. Like mm. you don't need to. <laughs> we already have a Dungeons and Dragons movie. <sighs> we do. Do we? Do we need a second? Wait, do we, we do have a Dungeons and Dragons movie? I just movie? always assumed there was a Dungeons and Dragons movie. If there's I mean, not, I'll be floored. It's a fair assumption to make, but I don't think there is. Dragons movie. Oh, there is a Dungeons and Dragons movie from 2000. I was right. With Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons? <laughs> Had a 14 on Metascore. What's it on? Uh, what's it has no connections to the film trilogy released uh, between 2000 and 2012. Wait, tr- wait, there's a trilogy? The trailer for the new Dungeons and Dragons Honors Among Thieves movie. How many, what would you say the percentage of like to dislike would be on YouTube? If you said it was 95%, you'd be right because everybody's lining up to see Chris Pine with Michelle Rodriguez in a non car driving movie, non spaceship movie. It's going to be fucking great. Dungeons and Dragons, the one from 2000, got a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Who is Reggie Jean Page? Uh, uh, he is the guy from, what was that that Netflix series that was just basically like smut in the Victorian era? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bridgerton. Yeah. 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 He's one of the guys from that. Yeah, he's in Dungeons and Dragons too. Yeah, well, that's why people are going to go. So now see- I can get my wife to go see it with me because she watched Bridgerton <laughs> like that. She binged that shit twice real fast. The only thing I want out of this movie is I want it to reignite the old like 1980s like Tipper Gore style debate about how the Tipper Dungeons and Gore? Dragons game or like whoever. Oh, no. What? No, Tipper Gore was the uh, the one that get that was against the mu- the musician uh, lyrics. Remember like in the what? 80s? Remember in the 80s there were all those no, like parents. Tipper Gore like not spell potato correctly or something? Wasn't that her claim to fame? I don't fucking no. She sucks. You're but- talking about the the wife of the former vice president. Right. I thought that was Dan Quayle who couldn't spell potato. Oh, maybe it was Dan. I Quayle. think it was Dan Quayle. Who Wasn't Tipper Gore potato? the one that created that like moms You're against confusing the vice president? More, so I see how you got there. Like I follow the more important ball. conversations now about who can't spell potato. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just swapped the vice president. 
Potato. I think it was Dan Quayle. Potato. I think you just threw an E on it. Dan Quayle could not spell potato correctly. Right. But Tipper Gore was so the Tipper one. Tipper Gore is now good in my book. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, remember when we were kids, though, there was all like those parents groups that were trying to convince people that people that played Dungeons and Dragons were like they're like a satanic cult and it was like indoctrinating them into like Satanism and shit. No. Like, okay. Well, <laughs> I've heard of it, but I didn't hear of the game until like recently. This, this Dungeons was, and Dragons? This wasn't on my radar when I was Until younger. recently. You know what's funny is though, is that like Dunn would be the biggest Dungeons and Dragons fan if he ever I think he would love. It. I think he would love it. He, he would, would love absolutely it. love it yes. because as soon as he realized he could fuck people over when he was losing, <laughs> he would 100% be like, yes, I'm going down. I'm taking all you fuckers. With yeah, me. it's a great game. I don't know. I just, when I was, when I was younger, I never enjoyed like sci-fi anything in that realm. Like I used to- It's all fantasy. The, There's a difference between fantasy sci-fi. I lumped them all together. Like, <laughs> yeah. Through, like I didn't see all, any of the Star Wars movies until like 2009 or 10. It was like Jeez. within the last ten years. It's like a fine wine for Dunn. He just I know, needed right? to wait for it to age appropriately. He's like, Dunn's kicking down like the dorm doors. Like, guys, have you heard of this thing called Star Wars? <laughs> no, it was, I was actually. It was the uh, the whatever Star Wars came out. I think it was the seventh movie. The, the Revenge of the Sith, probably the prequels. Yeah, the seventh one. Oh, the seventh one? The oh, Force Awakens? I think that was being... That was like that was like eight years ago. It was ago. during the Super Bowl when that was the trailer came out, and Verdi was like, I can't believe you still haven't seen Star Wars. You know what? We're just doing this. Oh, yeah, so it was probably Force Awakens then. And we watched them all in a row. Real quick, uh, Dan Quayle spelled potato, P-O-T-A-T-O-E. He put an E at the yeah, end Yeah, I said of that. He put an E on the end. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean... You need an E. I mean, if he had two potatoes and threw an S on there, he would have been right. Potatoes. <laughs> yeah, if you pluralize it. <laughs> yeah, so- apparently some kid walked up to a chalkboard and showed him a spell. Yeah, and corrected him. <laughs> That's humiliating. So did he misspell potato or potatoes? No, no, I thought it was the other way. I thought the kid spelled it. And then and he, he tried to added the him. E and he corrected the kid. I think they have that backwards. Oh, God, oh, so good. I think so he good. corrected the kid. I this like- is the documentary we need. Like, why is this not a documentary on Netflix right now? <laughs> Dan Quayle misspelling the potato. The Dan Quayle potato story. <laughs> all right. So Dungeons and Dragons, we all agree, is the 10th round, possibly first round pick, right? Yes. Okay. So who who's most likely to take it? You. Yeah, Parker. It's 100% Did you play me. Dungeons and Dragons? Is no. that why this is on your radar? No, or? I've never played okay. it, but I love the community episodes of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and I, I, I wouldn't even call this That's a- what I heard that it existed. I had to Google what the fuck they were doing during that episode. I was like, what is going on here? Best two episodes. <laughs> fucking, of, fucking great. Besides the paintball episodes. Oh, this is so good. All right, and then the last three here, we have Fast X, Ghostbusters Afterlife 2, and Dune Part 2. Let's pick. Why'd you lump all three of those together? So they're all action adventure sci-fi. Parker's obviously going to be the only one interested in Fast X. Yeah, Fast X. If Dungeons and Dragons is not available <laughs> with your in the tenth round, round, I'm taking Fast X. <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife Two. I actually see this as going high because we have a couple of Ghostbusters fans in the league: Magnifico, Malazzo, John Steyard. I could see this as going high. I think that this goes top six. In fact, I have it as a fifth round pick. Which what movies? Ghostbusters Afterlife Two, yeah, because the first one was great. I loved it. Yeah, so I would, I would, I would, if this was around in the fifth, uh, if, if this was around in the fifth round, I would take it. Okay, for sure. Would you draft this, done? No, no. I Just would take put it Ghostbusters in Ghostbusters down. <laughs> put it down. <laughs> it's it's on the upswing, and I put think it that down. it goes. I think it goes in the fourth round, and I think it is taken by Malazzo. Because Malazzo, Malazzo would be the, he's a mark for Ghostbusters. He would he be the is, first one and to he take it. He got snubbed on Afterlife yep. Part One. Yep. 
Uh, Dune 2, Phil, first round. I don't think anybody Probably. would disagree with that. No, definitely not. It does not get out of the first round. It does not get past Phil. Yep, agreed. Phil would have his Lord of the Rings fanship card, what a fandom card, revoked if he didn't take that. The Ghostbuster <laughs> stuff sometimes makes me feel like a grumpy old man where I'm like, just put my toys down. You just are put, a grumpy put, old man. Put my toys down. No more Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no more Ghostbusters. Put my toys down and stop making movies out of them. All right, Bad movies out of them. Let's take a quick pee break. 